for the child of God, we have the promise that Jesus said he would never leave us nor forsake us. And he is with us today. This, whether you are on the mountaintop or whether you are in the valley, I want you to be encouraged that the Lord is with you. Praise the Lord. Thank you for joining us today. Um, the message is entitled Mountains and Valleys, and we're going to talk about some different things that happen when you're having that mountaintop experience and when you're having that valley experience. There's an old song that says that the God of the mountain is still God in the valley. When things go wrong, he will make things right. The God of the good times is still God in the bad times. The God of the day is still God in the night. Jesus said that he will never leave us nor forsake us even to the ends of the world. And it's so it's important to understand that God is there with us. I know oftentimes we sense his presence on, on the mountaintop when we're having that mountaintop experience. But by faith we understand and we know that God is with us even in those dark times, even while we are in the valley. So we're going to talk a little bit about some differences. One of the things that is different is that, <clears throat> excuse me, your vision is clearer when, when you're on the mountaintop because you can see for long distances. In Numbers 13 and verse 17 says that Moses sent them to spy out the land of Cana and said to them, go up this way into the south and go up into the mountains. He was sending them on top of the mountain and see what the land is like, whether the people who dwell in it are strong or weak, few or many. Whether the land they dwell in is good or bad, whether the cities they inhabit are like camps or strongholds, whether the land is rich or poor, and whether there are forests there or not, the, the, be of good courage and bring some of the fruit of the land. Now, the time was the season of the first ripe grapes. And of course, we know the story about how the spies went into the land. Some had a good report and some had an evil report. But they all had the opportunity to be on the mountaintop and to view the land to see what kind of land it, that it is. So we, we know that when we are on the mountaintop, our vision is clearer. We understand the direction that we need to go in. They were able to see, you know, is, were there forests? Was it blessed? What kind of dwelling did they have? They, they could see a lot from this mountaintop experience. And so when we're having those mountaintop experiences in our spiritual life, we know that our vision during this time is, is much clearer. You can feel the wind. You feel the presence of God. There's a scripture that says that day follows night and night follows day, but joy comes in the morning. That scripture ends with joy. We know that we have mountaintop experiences and valley experiences, whether we're a child of God or not, because we're all going to face some good times in our lives, some times of rejoicing, and we are all going to face 
some bad times, some times of weeping and crying in our lives. But for the child of God, we have the promise that Jesus said he would never leave us nor forsake us. And he is with us today, This, whether you are on the mountaintop or whether you are in the valley, I want you to be encouraged that the Lord is with you. The wind blows in the valley and on the mountaintop, but it is easier to feel the wind on the mountain. It's so much easier when you're having that mountaintop experience to sense the presence of the Lord. We know that God is always with us and that our faith is not built on our feeling. And that's why sometimes those valley experiences are important because if we were always happy, if we were always on that mountaintop experience, our faith would not grow. We need to understand that our faith supersedes our feeling. Our faith is based on the Word of God. But I, I am thankful for the times that I have those feelings. I'm thankful for those times that I can sense the presence of God and know that He is with me. But I have confidence in the Word of God that He is always with me, whether I sense His presence or not. Amen. In Mark the ninth chapter in verse 2, it says, After six days, Jesus took Peter, James, and John and led them up onto a high mountain apart by themselves, and he was transfigured before them. His clothes became shining exceedingly white like snow, such as no launderer on earth can whiten them. And Elijah appeared to them with Moses, and they were talking with Jesus. Then Peter answered and said to Jesus, Rabbi, it is good for us to be here. Let us make three tabernacles, one for you, one for Moses, and one for Elijah. Because he did not know what to say, for they were greatly afraid. And a cloud came and overshadowed them, and a voice came out of the cloud saying, This is my beloved son, hear him. Suddenly, when they had looked around, they saw no one anymore, but only Jesus themselves. Now, I can understand Peter here. He got all excited. He was happy. He, he, he was like, wow, I'm seeing something I know no one else has seen. He saw the transfiguration of Jesus and Elijah and Moses, and he was excited. He said, well, let's build three tabernacles, one for each of you. But we need to learn that even even on the mountaintop, we have to keep our focus on Jesus. We, we sense his presence and we know that he is there, but we never want to take that for granted. We need to enjoy the times when, when we're on the mountaintop, but we, know, we do not need to get our focus off of God. We need to know that he is always there with us. Amen. It's good to get excited, but we need to know where our focus needs to remain. So a mountaintop experience, they wanted to stay on the mountain. And I can definitely, um, I can definitely understand that because I know on the mountaintop experiences, man, it just seems like God is with you. You, you can just think a prayer and God answers. It's like, 
Bam, you know, that prayer is just answered immediately. One of my favorite scriptures says that before they call, I will answer. And while they are yet speaking, I will hear. I love those times that I can pray or I can even just think a prayer and God answers it immediately. Man, that's a mountaintop experience. But I can tell you, I also know the times when I have cried and I have prayed and I have asked the Lord for something and it seems like my prayer just hit the ceiling. It, it just felt like I prayed forever and ever and ever for days, for weeks, for months, for years, waiting and praying and hoping for, for God to answer a prayer. But it's during those times, amen, that God teaches us patience. He teaches us to trust in him. He teaches us and he puts a knowing on the inside of us that he is with us during those difficult times. Fruit is visible on the, on the mountain. Fruit trees grow on the sides of the mountain. So the, the fruits are more visible. Galatians 5 and 22 says, But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness. Amen. But progress... Your progress in the Lord, your movement, your spiritual movement is slower on the mountaintops because of the mountainous terrain. Amen. Then we're going to learn some things that happen in the valley. One of the first things is that we learn is that vision is limited. On the mountaintop, you can see for miles and miles. If you've ever been to a lookout mountain, it tells you how many states you can see. I mean, you could just see what seems like forever when you're up on the mountaintop. But when you're in the valley, your, your vision is limited. And that's, that's where we learn to trust God. And, and, it's, and it's in the valley that we need to pray for vision. We need to pray for God to open our understanding. That's when we need to pray for the direction. We can't see where we're going. We have to pray for the direction of the Holy Spirit when we're going through that valley. Second Kings chapter 6, verse 16 says, So he answered, Do not fear, for those who are with us are more than those who are with them. And Elijah prayed and said, Lord, I pray, open his eyes that he may see. Then the Lord opened the eyes of the young man, and he saw. And behold, the mountain was full of horses and chariots of fire all around Elijah. So so we, we understand from the scripture that vision was limited. We have to pray and ask the Lord to direct our path, to give us vision. Amen. Because we know that he has purpose. We know that he has a plan. But sometimes we, we have to pray for vision and trust God for our next steps. Although the wind of his presence is there, you don't always feel it. Hebrews 13 and 5 says, Let your conduct be without covetousness. Be content with such things as you have. For he himself has said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. So we trust in God. And, and that, that trusting tests and also strengthens our faith. Another thing that you find in the valley is that there is food and nourishment and water 
are in the valley. Psalms 23 says, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. I shall not be in want because I know the great shepherd. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside the still waters. Those still waters are in the valley. Those are in the valley experience. He restores my soul. My soul is my mind and my will and my emotions. Sometimes we need to find that still waters when it seems like we've got so much going on in our world. We need to find that still water and let the Lord restore our soul, our mind, our will, and emotions. He leads me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup runs over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Amen. So, so David is saying here, God, you know, he, he had some mountaintop experiences, and we know that. And we know that David also had some valley experiences. But he, he's saying in these scriptures, you know, Lord, you're my shepherd. And I shall not be in want. You lead me in the paths of righteousness. You lead me to those still waters and you restore my soul. One thing that we also learn in the valley is that your progress and your movement is much faster than what you really realize. When you're on the, if you've ever tried to run up a mountain, you can, you realize that your progress is slow. And, and you're not making much movement because it, because it is mountainous. But if you've ever watched somebody run a race, um, you will, you'll see oftentimes they will have a, a track. And they'll be very flat and so that they can run as fast as they can. So your progress... Although you may not feel it, your progress is, is much faster. You're, you're, you're trying, you're trusting, and you're training, and your movement, your spiritual movement is faster in the valley. Hebrews 5 and 14 says, But solid food belongs to those who are full of age, that is, those who by reason of use have their, sen have their senses exercised to discern both good and evil. In other words, he's talking about some people that can, can take the meat of the Word of God and grow on it. And the reason that they can do this is because they've been through some stuff. They've, they've been in these valleys experiences. They've had to mature in their walk with the Lord. Battles are fought and won in the valley. In Deuteronomy 8 and 1, it says, Every commandment which I give to you today must be careful to observe that you may live and multiply and go and possess the land of which the Lord swore to his fathers. And you shall remember that the Lord your God led you all these 40 years in the wilderness to humble you and to test you. So he's talking about that wilderness, which is also a valley experience, to humble them and to test them, to know what was in your heart. It's during those times and testings that, that God reveals what is on the inside of us. It doesn't just reveal to him. It reveals to ourselves what is on the inside of us because if you have a heart for the Lord, you want your heart to be right with the Lord and you want to, to make sure that you're walking in the center 
of his will. But it's during these trying and testing times that God reveals to you, to you do you hold bitterness on the inside? Do you, ha- do you harbor unforgiveness on the inside? Is, is there some flaw in your character that God is trying to show you that you need to deal with? And so that happens to us during the, the difficult times. And, and it says, God led you all the way these 40 years in the wilderness to humble you and to test you, to know what was in your heart, whether you would keep his commandments or not. So he humbled you, allowed you to hunger, and fed you with manna, which you did not know, nor did your fathers know, that he might that he might make you know that man should not live by bread alone, but man lives by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. Your garments did not wear out on you, nor did your foot swell these 40 years. You should know in your heart that as a man chastens his son, so the Lord your God chastens you. So he's talking to them, and he's telling the purpose that they had spent these 40 years in the wilderness, that this was a trying time, that this was a testing time, that this was a humbling time, that this was the time that God wanted to see where what was in their hearts to see if they were truly serve him or not and those are some things that we learn in the valley verse 6 says therefore you shall keep the commandments of the Lord your God to walk in his ways and to fear him for the Lord your God is bringing you into a land a land of brooks of waters of fountains and springs that flows out of valleys and hills a land of wheat and barley of, of vines and of figs and pomegranates a land of olive oil and honey a land in which you will eat bread without scarcity in which you will lack nothing a land whose stones are iron and out of whose hills you can dig carp copper when you have eaten and are full then you shall bless the lord your god for the good which he has given unto you amen so we know that the, the scripture teaches us that god has a plan for our lives a plan to bless us his thoughts towards us are for good and not for evil that we would have hope and that we would have a future so so moses is telling them say god has brought you through some stuff but he brought you through all this stuff so that he could bring you into a land flowing with milk and honey a land where there is no lack uh, a land where they they will be blessed and when God has brought them to this land they will understand and know that it was not their strength that brought them to this land but it was by the power of God Almighty he is the one that brings us to the land that we are blessed a land flowing with milk and honey a land where we can be the head and not the tail above and not beneath so I want to encourage you this morning that God is still the God on the mountain he's still God in the valley Jesus promises us that he will never leave us nor forsake us even to the ends of the earth so regardless of what you are going through regardless of of the testing that you may be experiencing, I want you to be encouraged that God is with you. He loves you. And he has an awesome purpose and plan for your life. Amen. And God bless you.